Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, tonight is episode 284 and uh, the third installment in the series, uh, The Goodness of God and Adversity. The Goodness of God and Adversity. And we have been on this series. By the way, my name is Dr. Chuck Sugoye. We are sharing on the goodness of God, the character of God. We, we, we are learning uh, to understand who he is, his character, his person, what, 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 how he behaves, how he responds to things, how, you know, what, what, he, what he's made up of. That's what this study is about. To understand the person of God and the character of God. The Bible tells us that God is good and he does good. God is good and he does good. So we, we, we are now studying his goodness and adversity. How do, you, how do you say you have a good God who, who allows you to go through difficult times and yet you say he's good? So those, those are the things that we are trying to understand and unpack from God's word. And we have established that God is a good God. Nothing but goodness comes out of him. Nothing. Only good things come out of him. Only good things come out of him. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have any other thing else but good. <laughs> Bible says he is good and he does good. He is good and he does good. So this our God is an absolutely good God and he does good. So he is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Zero darkness. Not, not one. So all that proceeds out of him is light. All that proceeds out of him is love. All that proceeds out of him is life. And guess what? Man that is created in his image and in his likeness is also supposed to emit the same. Light, life, love. The same way. So our lives is supposed to be such that there is no darkness in us at all. There is no dark evil in us at all. So, so our, our work with God is supposed to produce transformation where there is no evil in us. There is no selfishness in us. There is no, everything is light, is life, is love flowing out of us. So if that is the case, where does where does adversity come from? And we say that adversity comes from the devil. Adversity comes from the broken world. When, when Adam sinned in the garden, a system was put in place in the earth. And that system produces adversity. The earth is broken. The world is broken. It's not functioning the way it's supposed to function. There are now demons that are out there. There are now you know, all kinds of stuff out there that is enforcing and entrenching evil. So, so these, are not, these are not God. God is not the one who is producing these effects on people. No, it's not God. So, so our part in now is to understand how does God relate with these things. And we said since God, we know that God does not give evil. God does not, you know, push evil out. He doesn't have it. He can't give it. He can't give what he doesn't have. So, so 
if it is coming from the world, it's coming from the devil, what is God's part? And we say that God, you know, tries to work all things together for the good of those who have received his love. Those who have received his goodness, those who are focused on his goodness, everything, even the evil things, the bad things, the, the whatever it is that came from the enemy, those things are changed and transmuted to produce good. To, they, they are transmuted to produce good. That's the God we serve. Hallelujah. And that's the God you serve. If you're a child of God, you need to know that God has got you. And not only that, he is working all things together for your good, including the worst situation that you are in. He is also in control of what is happening. He, his words say he will not allow you. He is faithful. He is faithful. His goodness, he makes it that he is watching over you to make sure that you are not tempted, you are not pressured, you are not pushed beyond what you can bear. His eyes are on you. Even if your eyes are not on him, his eyes are on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Even if your, he, your eyes are not on him, his eyes are on you. He's been watching over you to make sure that you're not overwhelmed. So, so all the time you are in rebellion, all the time you are in disobedience, all the time you are doing what you want to do, he's watching over you to make sure that you are not overwhelmed. He said he will not allow you to be pressured, to be tempted, to be pushed beyond what you can bear. But he said, with the temptation, with the pressure, with the situation, comes a way of escape. Now, so we say there is a way of escape in what you're going through. There is a way of escape in what you're going through, and you need to find it. But for you to find it, you need to think in a certain way. So tonight, let's read from uh, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 11. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. I'm going all the way to verse 13. Yeah? Not that I, see, I speak in regard to need. For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. So what I have... I am content. When I don't have, I am content. <laughs> I have learned. Something, there's something the apostle learned. We want to learn it today. <laughs> he said, I've learned, meaning that he did, he did not always know it. There was a secret. There was a mystery. He did not always know it. But he now learned it. And that thing, when he learned it, it did something in him. He produced contentment despite the circumstance. Contentment despite the situation. So, so there is something the apostle learned and I want, to, I want to highlight it today. He says, I know, verse 12, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 14, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I, I, I can endure hardship. I can endure want. I can say endure abundance. 
I can endure favorable and unfavorable conditions. I have learned to be independent of circumstances. I have learned to operate above my, my you know, situation, my circumstances. No. I have learned to regulate. Listen, I have learned to regulate how I feel on my inside. That how I feel on my inside is not controlled by what is happening on my outside. If, if, if good things are happening on my outside, I have learned to be independent of it. If bad things are happening on the outside, I have learned to be independent of it. Why? I have learned to regulate my inside based on something. Paul said, I have learned the secrets. It's a very important secret that every believer needs to learn. Are you moved by adversity? Or are you moved by prosperity? Are you moved by abundance? Or are you moved by adversity? No, you are not supposed to be moved by any of them. <laughs> your, your behavior is not supposed to change because there is money in the bank. Your behavior is not supposed to change because there is no money in the bank. Your state of mind is not supposed to change because there is, you know, a new job or a new husband or a new wife. No, no, no. You are supposed to be independent of circumstances. Whether they are good, they are bad. No, you're supposed to be independent of circumstances. What is it that Apostle Paul learned that brought him to a place where he is independent of what is happening on the outside? I want to tell you what it is. I want to reveal what it is. Because it's the secret to, to dealing with any form of adversity, any form of disappointment, any form of struggle, any form of assault from hell. Listen to me. Any form of assault from the kingdom of darkness. It, it doesn't matter what Satan puts together. If you, have, if you learn this secret, you will be able to thrive despite whatever it is Satan comes up with. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know you, you, once you learn this thing, Satan becomes a non-entity as far as you're concerned. Satan becomes a non-issue as far as you're concerned because it doesn't matter what he throws at you. And by the way, Satan is not just throwing adversity. He also sometimes throws abundance. Oh, yes. He also sometimes throws, throws wealth. <laughs> he, did you see when he threw it at Jesus? He said to Jesus, you know, if you bow down to me, I will give you the kingdoms of the world. He threw it at Jesus. If you bow down to me, I will give you this kingdom, the kingdoms of this world. All these things you are looking at, their glory. I will give it to you. So Satan is not just that he gives luck. He can also give riches. <laughs> It's not just that he, 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 he can give whatever that he thinks he can use to take control of you. So, 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 so he can throw adversity at you to take control of you. He can throw abundance at you to take control of you. Please understand it. Not every, not every, every uh, uh, prosperous opportunity comes from God. Mm -mm. If, if that were so, when Satan took Jesus and said, I, I give you all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, Jesus would have said, that's from the Father and I take it. No, Jesus knew it didn't come from the Father and he rejected it. <laughs> he rejected it. He said, Satan, get out of here. Uh, you, can't, you can't tempt me with that. You know, because he didn't come from the Father. So, so we, we want to learn a very important, powerful secret today. What is the secret? Paul said, the secret, the answer is in verse 14. In verse 13, sorry. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ who strengthens me. Now, now in the previous 
um, 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 episodes, we, we talked about how to draw strength from God. How do we draw strength? Those that know their God are strong. The word know there, you know, is, is it's like the word with the, the, that the Bible uses for intercourse. Those that intercourse with God shall be strong. Those that have intimacy with God shall be strong. So, so it's about intimacy. Intimacy produces strength. So when the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How does Christ strengthen you? Intimacy with Christ. Intimacy with Christ is what delivers you, whether from abundance controlling your life or adversity controlling your life. It's intimacy with Christ. Intimacy with Christ. So, so how do you develop that intimacy? How do you develop that intimacy that you are now independent of circumstances? You are independent of situation. Whether it's abundance, whether it's lack. You are independent of it. How do you develop that intimacy? By focusing on him. By focusing on him. The Bible says we look to him and we are not ashamed. Our faces were enlightened. We look to him. From whence I look to the mountains, from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. I look. It is by focus, by, by putting your face in his face and looking at him. The Bible says we all, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, we all with unviewed face, we remove the veil on our face, we remove the, the lenses, we unviewed face. We, we, we focus on the glory of the Lord. And we, we behold that glory. And we are transformed into the same image. From glory to glory. We unveil face. We, we focus on the glory of God. We focus on his face. So, so, so the key to being independent. Where adversity does not affect you. Where abundance does not affect you. Prosperity does not affect you. Adversity doesn't change you. Prosperity doesn't change you is by focusing on the character of God, on the person of God. When your eyes are on him fully, hallelujah, they, 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 there's an inner strength that you draw. The Bible says, it says, it says there, I can do all things. I can withstand adversity. I can withstand abundance. I can withstand prosperity. I can withstand adversity because I have learned to draw strength from Christ. I have learned to draw strength from Christ. This is what every believer must become very well acquainted. How to draw strength from Christ. I can resist whatever the devil is throwing at me. <laughs> I, can, I can resist and overwhelm the assault. Whether it's an assault on your finances, an assault on your marriage, an assault on your health, an assault on your ministry, an assault on your mandate, an assault on God's plan for your life, an assault on your destiny. What helps you push away the assault and, 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 and overcome the assault is focusing on the goodness of God, focusing on his character, pursuing intimacy with him so you can know him. So you can know him. The more you know him, the more you draw strength from him. And the more you can draw strength from him, the more you are independent of circumstances. Do you know that if you are not able to develop independence from circumstances, circumstances will control you. Yes. If you are not able to develop 
and establish independence from circumstances, they will control you. Satan can control you with wealth, with prosperity. Satan can control you with lack and poverty. All of them are available to him. He can use all because he, he is, he's a manipulator. He's a master manipulator. He's a master controller. He wants to control. Remember that he's a power-hungry spirit. This is why he came into the garden to, to deceive Adam and his wife. And, 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 you know, his wife got deceived. Adam was not deceived. And Adam ended up selling, selling away his birthright and, and handing over, you know, uh, uh, the dominion God gave him over the earth to the enemy. Since that time, the devil is still in the same power-hungry, power, very power-hungry creature. So, so he wants to take control of your life. And the only way he takes control of your life is by manipulating your external circumstances. So if you have not learned how to be independent of external circumstances, you are, you are manipulatable. You are like a pawn in the hands of the enemy. He can play you like, like, like pawn pieces on a, on a chessboard because you are, in, you are not independent of circumstances. So, so what, what he's saying is that God, listen, God is more interested in helping you acquire this grace, acquire this character trait of being independent of circumstances than anything else. Because when you are independent of circumstances, it doesn't matter what Satan throws, he cannot floor you. He throws adversity, you, <laughs> you know how to ride adversity. You know how to ride adversity. And, and, and based on the things that I've taught so far, you, you'll know how to extract good out of that adversity so you can ride it. So adversity doesn't scare you. It doesn't mesmerize you. It doesn't overwhelm you because you know how to draw the, 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 the blessings of God out of that situation. I said it and I'm saying it again. There is always beauty in ashes. There's always beauty in ashes. There's always victory even in, this, in the seeming defeat. There's, 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 there's a blessing in the seeming obstacle. But, but the only way to draw it the delay you're experiencing, please hear, there is a blessing in that delay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The key to it is to focus on Jesus. Is to focus on Jesus and get to experience his character revealed to you. You know, you know God has a, a desire to reveal himself to anybody who seeks him, to anybody who desires it. He, he wants to. You were created to know him. You are created to come into intimate relationship with him. That's why you were born. That's why you were created and formed in your mother's womb. So that you can work with God intimately. So, so in the midst of adversity, in the midst of uh, you know, un unfavorable circumstances, what is God doing? God is wanting to draw you into intimacy. Because that's what makes you better. <laughs> that's what makes you better. Nobody is better by themselves. People become better because they met the best, the better one. People become better because they met the better one. God is the better one. God, nobody is better than God. So, so when, you, when you interact with the better one, then you become better. When you interact with the good one, then you become, you know, better and better and better. The more you see him, the more you become like him. So this adversity is nothing but an opportunity for you to press in and develop intimacy. Let me say it again. This adversity you are facing, the current situations that are challenging you, they are nothing but an opportunity for you to press in to know him better because that's the only way you become better. 
and not bitter. That's the only way you become better. So adversities are supposed to drive you to get to know him, to get to fellowship with him. The adversity is supposed to, you know, help you go into the inner chambers of God. Press into the inner chambers of God. Press into the inner chambers of God. That's where you draw help from. That's where you draw strength from. Paul says, I can do all things. I can resist temptation. I can resist pressure. I can back adversity off. I can do all things through Christ who releases strength to me. And he releases strength to me by intimacy. Because when you know him, you receive strength. Bible says those that know their God, when you know him, you get strength. Hallelujah. All right. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. There is a work that God is doing in your life. He wants to produce character. Basically, listen, God wants to reproduce himself in you. God wants to reproduce himself in you. God wants to reproduce himself in you. And the only way that he reproduces himself in you is through you focusing and, and becoming intimate with him. And then that intimacy reproduces himself in you. So the adversity that you are going through is nothing but an opportunity for God to reproduce himself in you. So Paul says here, let patience have its perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work. So while you are focusing on him, while you are building intimacy and getting to know him better, you are dealing with a situation. So there's tension. There's tension. You are dealing with an adverse, adverse situation. And yet, that's on one hand, in the natural, you are dealing with an adverse situation. And then in the spirit, you are focused on Jesus. You are focused on building intimacy with him. You know, you know, you know more like what, what happened with Daniel. Daniel was put in an extraneous situation where they say if you worship, if you pray to any other God, any other person but the king, you will be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel knew exactly what the, the, the penalty and the consequences that, you know, of violating that law was. He knew. But guess what? <laughs> he still had to pray. He realized the only way to defeat this thing is to keep my focus. So he still had to pray. And, 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 and while he was focusing, you know, in, in, in the routine he had developed, the Bible says he prayed three times a day. <laughs> three solid times a day. He knelt down towards Jerusalem and prayed. So, so while he was praying, they came to arrest him. And they did arrest him. So, so what was happening there? You see, 
while there was pressure on the, on the natural, the, the law is that if you worship another god, you will be thrown to the lions. So there was pressure in the natural. And I know many believers who will back down and they'll say, we, we will act in wisdom. We will not pray. We will not declare our stand. We will, you know, we will be ambiguous because they are afraid. They are afraid. They are afraid. They are trusting God to defend them. They are trusting God to help them has not been developed. They are afraid. But when you know <laughs> that he is always for you, you will, you will engage that situation. The Bible says, let patience have its perfect work. So keep your eyes on the goal. Keep your eyes on knowing him. And while you are doing that, patience is having its perfect work in you. Patience is at work in you. Patience is at work in you. Reproducing the patience of God into your heart. So, so as, as the patience of God is being reproduced in your heart, as you are focusing on him, as you are building that intimate relationship with him, the Bible says you will become perfect. That you may become perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So, so as you focus on him, a work of perfection is happening in you. A work of completion that you have lack for nothing. Hallelujah. John 14, verse 24. No, 27. John 14, 27. He said, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, there are frightening things happening around you. There are troubling things happening around you. God says, do not let your heart pick it up. Instead, let your heart, let your heart feast on the peace that I gave. <laughs> let your heart focus on the peace that I'm leaving for you. So don't allow your heart to be troubled. Don't allow your heart to be afraid. Let it focus on the peace. Let it focus on my character. Because peace is the character of God. Isn't it that his name is the Prince of Peace? Focus on my character. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus is teaching. Focus on my character. I, I, I live peace with you. Focus on it. Stay with it. Don't allow your heart to be troubled by what is happening. Because what, what, for your heart to be troubled by what is happening is that your heart focused on what is happening. And once your heart picks up on what is happening, you lose the peace on the inside. You know, let's ask Peter, as he was walking on water, the Bible says when he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the storm, what happened? The storm went from the sea into him. When the storm went into him, he lost the connection. He lost the connection and he began to drown. He began to sink. So, so the adversity entered into him. God says the only way to stop the adversity from entering into you is to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on his character. Keep your focus on his love. Just maintain focus on who he is. As you do that, that focus will cause you to know him better. That's one benefit. Two benefits. That focus will keep you afloat. That focus will keep you connected to miracle-working power. 
Hey, miracle working power. That's and 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 then as 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 you focus and draw miracle working power, you will find yourself walking on top of your adversity. You find yourself walking on top of your adversity. As that's the principle that Peter used to walk on water. Because as long as his eyes was on Jesus, he was drawing supernatural strength, he was drawing supernatural ability, miracle working power, and he was walking on water. So we are only enabled to walk on our adversity if our eyes is on Jesus. So, so this whole thing about adversity is about learning how to keep your eyes on Jesus no matter what. It's learning how to stay with his character of goodness no matter what. When you know that he's good, your eyes remains focused on him. James chapter 5 verse 8. Sorry, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. James chapter 4 verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Okay, I'm there now. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing. So, adversity that is brought by the enemy, you are not supposed to submit to it. We talked about that yesterday. You're not supposed to tap out. You're supposed to resist it. <laughs> You're not supposed to submit to it. You're supposed to resist it. Stay your ground and resist it. Bible says resist him steadfastly in the faith. Resist him steadfastly in the faith. How do you do that? How do you resist him steadfastly in the faith? First of all, you must be in the faith. You must be in faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, so you got to stay filling your senses with the word of God. Listen, listen. This casual, you know, um, uh, uh, hypocritical reading of the Bible so that you will, you will score brownie points is not how you get the faith that overwhelms the enemy. No. Your eyes, your concentration must be on him. And, 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 and so, so when you are, you are looking at the word, you are looking at the word with intensity, not casually flipping through, with intensity knowing that that's where help comes from. That's where faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you need to hear something that pumps your faith. And only when there is faith can you resist him. That's what the Bible says. Resist him steadfast in the faith. So you, you need faith to be able to resist him. Faith comes from the word of God. So if you're facing an adverse situation, I'm asking you a question. How much time in the word of God? How much time are you spending to fill your senses with the word of God? 
How much time are you spending there? Because that's the key to drawing the strength required to resist the devil. Now, now look at this scripture in James chapter 4 verse 7. And then we're going to round up there. James chapter 4 verse 7. The Bible says, Therefore, submit to God. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to God. So in the midst of the adversity you're facing, submit to God. What does it mean to submit to God? It means to yield to him. To be so focused on him and you yield to him. You know, you yield to him. The way, the way you, 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 you lock in and yield. That's, you know, you yield to him. It's like intercourse, you yield to him. And as you yield to him, Bible says, submit to him. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. You cannot resist the devil if you have not yielded and submitted to him. So, so God wants for you to submit to him. Yield your heart to him. Yield your emotions to him. Yield, yield, yield. As you submit to him, as you focus on him, you need to focus on him to submit to him, to yield to him. When you yield to him, what happens? Strength is returned to you. Those that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Waiting upon the Lord means focusing on him. You know, when a, rest, a, in a, a waiter in a restaurant is waiting on you, they are paying attention. They may stand some distance there, but they are watching you. Are, their focus is on you. So the moment you, you know, turn around, they, they show up. Do you need something? The moment you, they look, they notice that you are trying to, you know, they walk up to you. Do you, you need something? Because their attention is on you. That's what it means to wait on. Wait on the Lord. Focus your attention on him. Focus your attention so that when he moves, you can pick up on his movements. When he speaks, you can pick up on what he said. When he says a word, you must live a life of daily waiting on him. Daily focusing on him. This is what causes you to submit. This is what causes you to yield to him. And as you yield to him, you draw strength. As you draw strength, you resist the devil. As you resist the devil, he flees from you. And victory is restored. That's how you survive adversity. That's how you thrive in adversity. That's how you learn to operate and be above circumstances and situations where you are independent of whatever it is that is being thrown at you. Hallelujah. I see you winning. I see you flying. Whether, whether it's adversity, whether it's uh, prosperity, you are not to be controlled by any of them. You are not to be you know, uh, impacted by any of them. Once you learn this secret, Paul said, I learned a secret. I learned it. I learned how to abase and how to abound. I learned to be independent of circumstances because I've learned to focus on him. That's what you need to learn. Every believer needs to learn to focus on him. This is the key. I'm going to stop there. I'll see you next week as I continue this series and this teaching on adversity and the goodness of God. Until then, please listen to this teaching again and then send it. Send it to 1,000 people in your contact list. Send it to everybody you know. Share, share, share. Let people come into this knowledge because the more people around you learn to focus on God, the more people around you learn to be independent of circumstances, independent of lack, independent of abundance. Guess what? We create a beautiful world. I'll see you next week as we explore more of this truth. Good night. God bless you.
There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.